Hey, up, pals! Welcome to the Mouse Bites Podcast! Let's go! Hello and welcome to the Mouse Bites Podcast, a show all about Disney video games past and present. Welcome to episode three. I am your host, Jeffrin, and today I am joined by Clay. Clayton! Clayton? Clayton! Not Clayton! (laughs) (laughs) And uh, in case you didn't see the title of the episode today, we are covering Disney's Tarzan, which came out on the Nintendo 64, Sony PlayStation, Microsoft Windows, and Game Boy Color. Uh, That was over the course of 1999 and the N64 version in 2000. So we'll jump right into things. Uh, First off, our usual segment, what the heck is this game? So, as mentioned before, this game did come out on the N64, PlayStation, Windows, and Game Boy Color. The uh, three first ones, the N64, PlayStation, and Windows, are basically the same game uh, with minor differences. And then the Game Boy version is, uh, as usual at the time, a little bit different uh, than the others. Uh, It was developed by Eurocom, a British studio that... I know it was pretty prominent in the era. I was not super familiar with their games, although I know they did end up getting the 007 license at one point. Um, but uh, yeah, don't know a whole lot what else they did. Do you know any of their other work? I do. Uh, they did Duke Nukem 64. Uh, they did oh, nice. Disney's Hercules for the PlayStation, uh, okay. which is one I would like to uh, do on here at some point. Uh, they did totally. uh, Maui Mallard in Cold Shadow. Uh, which is that Donald Duck game for the Super Nintendo that has a super weird title. Um, they've mm-hmm. done The Jungle Book. I'm just mentioning uh, Earthworm Jim was one. They've uh, Yeah, they've done... Uh, yeah, they had a great great portfolio and, and a good tie to Disney, it looks like. Yep. Yeah, and then like you mentioned, they uh, they did a lot of the uh, GoldenEye 007 for like Wii and PlayStation 3 later Some on. Some of the spinoffs. Yeah. yeah. So... Um. Okay, yeah, and then uh, this game for the N64 was published by Activision uh, for the PlayStation. Sony went ahead and published it. And uh, then I think we found out that Konami ended up publishing or distributing it in Japan. Correct. Uh, do we know which system? Was that for the the N64 version or was that for all versions? Ugh, do I don't. That's a good question. Okay. Yeah. We'll just know that Konami did assist in distri- distribution in Japan. Yes. Uh Anything else about what this game is? I guess we should talk about the genre a little bit. Yes. Uh, it is uh, primarily, I would say, a 2.5D platformer, but it does have a couple of, um, I would say, Crash Bandicoot-style 3D levels, and then uh, one semi-free-roaming, but not really, um, level. We can kind of talk about that later on, if you know which one I'm talking about. Yep. Um, what else? Anything else about this game that you can <laughs> think of, or shall we move? Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, it's kind of got some some side scroller to it. You know, the majority of them are kind of, uh, you know, a side view, I guess. And so, mm-hmm. but you know, we're not working with two D sprites here. These are, for I think almost all of it is you know three D models. So yep, um, I think so. Yeah, so that's I think that's about it. That's what the game is. Yep. All right. Well, from there, we'll jump over to our initial thoughts and prior experiences. All right. So for myself, I uh, I had no prior experience with this game. And the only thing I really knew about it was from, uh, I think it was on the cover of like February 2000s. Nintendo Power or something like that, somewhere around there. Mm. Um, and that is pretty much my extent of seeing it. I think I maybe thumbed through that little, there's probably a mini guide and preview. Right. Um, what about you? What, what was your so me and, experience? Me and this game go back a bit further. Um, I, ne- okay. I didn't own this game as a child, but my cousins did. And so I remember going over to their house and uh yeah basically playing it there and i just remember being in love with it um i imagine it was somewhere close to when the movie had come out uh if not a little uh, it had to have been like at least a year later but um yeah and i just remember thinking it was the coolest thing i loved the movie big fan as a kid and so um it was always one of those games i wish we had had on the n64 but we didn't and so uh, anytime we were over there, I would try to play it for a while. And so always had fond memories of it. And then, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know, a couple years back, probably I ended up, uh, finally picking it up on the N64. And that was really the only version I ever played of it. Uh, until this week I did go out and spent $5 and got it for the PlayStation just, to, nice, just to kind of see, you know, what, what's different, what's similar about it. So um, yeah, it was interesting, uh, and uh, it was fun to kind of play the two and kind of compare them. So that's that's my prior experience. Okay, cool. Um, as far as initial thoughts go, I guess you kind of explain those in there. It's, it's what happened when you first played it and that you liked it. Um, for me, it was an interesting initial thought. You know, it was it was kind of like, well, what am I getting into here? And, and from a modern gaming perspective with no prior experience with the game, it was a little um, interesting with the controls on the platforming aspect. Uh, and I don't know how to fully explain it because it, it doesn't control poorly, I don't think. And I, I don't, and we'll get into this a little bit later on, I think. But um, I think what was really throwing me for a loop is, is some of the lack of transitional animations. Um but, and I understand that a lot of that is just a constriction of the hardware at the time. So, um, overall, I really liked the presentation of it. I liked the experience. I liked the variety of the levels and, uh, it was, it was a good, it's a good little platformer, I'd say for what it is. Um, so yeah, from there, we might as well just jump right into the game discussion itself. And within the game discussion, we will go over the look of the game, how the sound and music hold out, uh, some gameplay, a little more in depth, and uh, the story, if there's any story involved, which this one uh, does have 
some story ties since it's a movie one. Um, <laughs> so we'll start off with the look. I'm stumbling today. Ah, uh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the look of the game, just to kick it right off, it is it is both good and bad. Um, some of the character models, they're all 3D modeled characters, which I think is great. Um, some of them are kind of low poly because the camera, low, low polygon, the camera zoomed out pretty far for the most part, although there's times where it zooms in a little bit. Um, yeah. Go ahead. A lot of it, I was going to say, there's there's some parts where I'm like, why is this so zoomed in? Back yeah, up. okay. Yeah. There, there, there's a few. <laughs> there's definitely a few parts. Um, and then, like, on the, the loading screen from loading from save, or maybe just the save screen and loading screen, um, you have a 3D model of uh, Jane that's very large on screen yeah. and doesn't look spectacular. She looks rough. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they did well for what the hardware would allow, but it really uh, has not aged super well. Um, let's see. As far as the environments go, the first several are pretty just green and kind of bland. Um, and they just have like a, there's not much of a depth of field or whatever. I, I, I guess the closest thing you could compare these type of two and a half D levels to is like the Donkey Kong Country Return style. I don't know if there's anything else ma as mainstream as that um, that's similar, but um, like new Super Mario Brothers kind of, <laughs> um, but the background is just a flat painting. Yeah. Um, and the first one really isn't that good in my opinion. It's just very bland. Um, there's one a little bit further into the game that's got like waterfalls and yeah. stuff that I think looks a lot better. Heck yeah. Uh, and, and, and several others that are just, you know, varying degree of quality. But uh, the very first level is your young Tarzan um, with young Tarzan's model uh, is a little just overly green and simplistic in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's pretty basic. Um, but for first level though, it's, it's to be expected, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the, the UI, I only played the N64 version, so I don't know if it varies between systems, but the UI, you've got kind of a health meter and a life counter, I think, on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, they're like, like vines. icon of Tarzan's face, which I think is unnecessary, and it's like spinning. And, I don't know. It yeah. should have just been like a 2D sprite or just not there, because like you can tell what your health is. I don't know. Um, interesting choice. It obstructs like the lower, maybe eighth of the screen. So Yeah. Um, they could have probably done a better job with it. And there's like yeah. a number w with how many lives you have over some leaves. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, I don't know if it's ne all necessary. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a staple of its era and low resolution on a, a smaller TV means they had to make it a little bit bigger for it to be readable slash usable to the, to the player. So uh, other than that, I mean... I think the presentation is really strong as far as the menus and uh, the font in level as you're picking up uh, these collectible letters, which was a staple of Activision at the time, which is uh, just reminds me of Tony Hawk. And, and there's some uh, some worlds that are kind of vine grinding that it kind of reminded me of Tony Hawk slightly, um, mm. which the movie did at the time it came out. I mean, it came out, I guess, right around the time that Tony Hawk came out. Um, and if anyone hasn't played those games, it's a skateboarding game that came out the same year. So, um, I don't know. I, I, Presentation-wise, did you think it did well with the 
fonts and art interface and stuff yeah like that. it, it kind of did the same thing that uh bugs life did where it had these yellow fonts for each level at the beginning uh with mm-hmm. like a still image from the movie over top of it but i think yeah. the font looks like so much better than it's a much more interesting font than that kind of plain one they used right Right, and they did like a drop shadow on this so it just it, it sits in the picture a little bit better and they purposely picked pictures that have kind of a lower you know area where you could put it and it doesn't mm-hmm. it's not like covering up things so um so on that that end it wasn't terrible uh the main menu kind of has this chalkboard feel to it which, which works fine despite those rough character models that kind of look bad in both versions um but i totally agree with what you're saying about like the heads-up display how you got all these things you don't necessarily need uh luckily the fruits kind of only show up when you collect them or when you switch between them and so i think that that keeps some of the clutter off same with like the tokens you collect and stuff um Mm mm-hmm I agree. The backdrops are a little weird. I don't think I even really noticed it at first. It wasn't until I hit that waterfall-looking level that I I first kind of realized it um, and thought it looked it was yeah. kind of weird. But um, but overall, that didn't really bother me. Um, visually, I wasn't seeing a lot of differences between the PlayStation and the N sixty four. In fact, I think some of the textures maybe looked a little better on the N64, but um, it's hard to say. Even after play, putting mm-hmm. putting one in and then playing the other, they uh, they still look pretty pretty similar. Uh, there's some other differences outside of kind of the visual, you know, aspects of it all. But um, yeah, I, I think I think overall this game looked pretty good. I think the uh, kind of the walk animation for Tarzan is a little bizarre. Um, yeah, well, it's, I think that kind of is relates to what I was saying at the beginning about how there's no animation transitions. So it's like he only has one single walk animation. They just play it, you know, if he's moving or not moving. Right. And I think without having like a gradual kind of easing into it and easing out of it with like a trot or, a you know, any sort of gallop at full speed, it does look kind of weird in my opinion. Yeah, but it's probably not the easiest. Why. I think that's why. Right. And that makes sense. It's just not the easiest walking animation to do, I'm sure. It's a dude on all no. fours walking like a monkey, so it's probably and, and not easy. The limitations of these older systems, maybe not the PlayStation, but to get it to to literally save um the animation files to an N64 cartridge. I know only from just interview with Shigeru Miyamoto, the designer of Mario and Zelda. He was talking about going from Ocarina of Time to uh, Wind Waker and how many more animations they could do just moving to a disc-based system. So I'm wondering if it was the kind of lowest common denominator or just maybe just lack of time because movie tie-ins tended to get rushed. Um, yeah. Or maybe a combination of the both. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, there, there's several other games where the animations aren't quite as weird um as far as their playback and transition um i think this one just lacked that extra bit of polish yeah personally no i totally agree um but yeah overall like in the game visually i i don't think it's a terrible looking game i think 
there's a lot going on on the screen at, at one time. There's birds flying everywhere. There's monkeys mm-hmm. throwing fruit at you. Um, yeah, gameplay-wise, that can be a little overwhelming at times. But mm-hmm. um, there's like itty-bitty little frogs that annoyed the heck out of me. Yes. And, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's just uh, there's. it felt like a busy jungle. And uh, yeah. so as far as that goes, I think that they did that well. Um, obviously, there's multiple planes of, I don't know what it is, like there's you know there's the forward plane there's like kind of a back sometimes you can mm-hmm. g- you go off you know your normal path or whatever i don't know if i'm explaining this well but it's it's the half d and two and a half d right where you can kind of come into the foreground and loop around and the camera will pull out and go full 3d which is weird but yeah there's yeah areas that you can see where you can do that and kind of cool yeah and i just think that that gives some good depth and if there's like bad mm-hmm. guys on different you know parts of the area i just think it it looks really cool. You know, there's stuff closer to you. There's birds further away sometimes. And I don't know. I just think, I think they did that yeah, pretty I, well. I would, I would agree. And I would say that the level design in that regard, um, and this may overlap into gameplay, but as far as graphically making it look interesting, the, um, the different layers and depths and, and kind of overlapping branches and things like that it really adds to the atmosphere, I think, and makes it look a lot more filled in than it, could have like they could have just done a flat 2d you know right. plane you know and I, I think they did a good job with the variety with that definitely so, um as far as art style and how it holds up to its source material i would say that overall it it similar it looks similar to the art direction of the film um it definitely evokes the same feeling looking at it you know obviously like we mentioned before limitations of the system kind of keeps it from looking you know, verbatim, like the film. Right. Um, where, at, you know, we talked about in the Little Mermaid episode last week, there was obviously the 8-bit limitation, but then like the previous week we had the 16-bit or the month, I keep saying week, month, um, like the 16-bit look of um, the different Mickey eras looked a lot more faithful to those just because they were, you know, 2D sprite-based. So, so moving into the polygonal, first-generation polygonal, you know, 32-bit, 64-bit, systems i think took its toll as far as games looking like their source material um again another example that we haven't gotten to on the show yet but would be like aladdin looks just like the movie Mm -hmm. um so you know two steps forward one step back i guess moving into the 3d era right um would you i mean would you agree art style looks right but quality of you know you know the polygon count and things like that maybe not up to snuff yeah I mean, yeah, there's not really a whole lot of detail in Tarzan's face. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, so it's it's a bit blocky. Um, but, like, I mean, his hair kind of, like, flows in the wind and stuff. So mm-hmm. there are some nice little details. But I agree, yeah, definitely um, there's a lot to be left to be desired at times yeah. visually when you kind of look at the details of everything. But. Um, but I don't totally. think I don't think it's overly distracting, and I don't think that's what no. what you're saying. Um, so, yeah, but. I'd say overall it looks good. It's just maybe it looks like an old game, old early 3D game, right? So, um, anything else with the the way the game looks, or would you want to move on to sound and music? Um, just last thing, uh, as most games are. Um, playstation version the textures are very pixelated whereas the n64 has a much smoother but also kind Mm -hmm. of blurry um you know 
effect. Um, so that I guess is worth mentioning. Um, other than that, yeah, no, I think, <laughs> I think that's it. I just wanted to clear that up cause I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at them both right now and just trying to see if there was anything else I missed. Um, Mm-hmm. But really, other than that, they they kind of look the same. So, yeah, cool. All right. Well, with that, we'll jump on into the sound and music of the game. Uh, basically, uh, going over if the music matches the source material. This case, the movie. Uh, the sound design, same thing. Um, and anything else relating to that. So, uh, let's start with music. Um, the game has a good mixture in my opinion of both original compositions and song midi song representations of the the music from the movie mm-hmm. um faithfully done but definitely <laughs> um sounding a little emulate I don't, I don't know what the right term is for for how you analyze a, a good midi track but uh some of the some of the instrument choices are a little fake sounding i guess yeah it's it's tough because yeah. i feel like when you're doing the the instrumental part of the song it sounds almost you know it sounds pretty similar but then when mm-hmm. you all of a sudden have to take phil collins voice out of it and yeah. pick instruments to do that main melody that's that's probably what it is yeah. that's where it gets difficult because like what do you put there that's gonna sound as good as the blessed Phil Collins voice, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just nothing. So that's, that's probably the best way to describe but it. But I totally yeah, agree. Nailed it. Um, like when the drums come in on the, the opening song, it's like, all right, this sounds pretty similar actually. And then all of a yeah. sudden it, it's worth <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, Ooh, um, you know, I was noticing in like the trash in the camp level, yes. the beginning was like perfect spot. on. Right? It almost sounded like it was straight off of the soundtrack. And then all of a sudden, when the melody kicked in, it was like, ooh. Dude, I was totally going to bring that up. Because at first, I was like, okay, dude, this yeah. sounds exactly like... I thought, yeah, I thought they were sampling MP3. I was like, maybe they decided to just dedicate, because this is the most popular song from the soundtrack, or one of them. Right. It's a great soundtrack. I don't know if that is the most popular one. I felt like it was pretty popular at the time. But, <laughs> yeah, once the melody kicked in with MIDI, I was like, oh, well, they tried. Yeah. So close. <laughs> and yet- yeah. Yeah. But the, the drums and the percussion at the beginning and some of the weird sound effects, they, they got, I think they got the samples that Phil Collins used for his song and, and got those to work in MIDI, which sounded great. And then all of a sudden the, the melody was a little off, but yeah. Oh, well, the fake trumpet is hard to do. It's one <laughs> of the most difficult ones to MIDI eyes. Definitely. Um, so, and as far as the original compositions, like the very first level, uh, Reminded me a lot of the Kingdom Hearts Tarzan. Right, music. dude. I actually said that have, verbatim when I, I was yeah. playing it. I was like, I, s- I said it out loud yes. to myself. We're so on the okay, same I'm page glad. here. This is great. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yep. Um, so I, I appreciated it, and it was well done. And um, something that I think is underappreciated, but works very well in video game music to keep it from getting stale, is like key changes. Um, and this one, it, it, the loop is just right, in my opinion, that there's a key change to kind of keep it sounding fresh and not as monotonous. I don't know if that makes sense or if you even know what I'm talking about. But yeah, um, I, I like the original compositions in this game just as almost as much as the Phil Collins music. I think I have more nostalgic ties to the real songs, quote unquote, real songs, the songs from the movie. Right. Um, but I didn't dislike any of the original compositions. No, I totally agree. 
Um, in fact, I think they got a little bit stronger as the game went on. Uh, the first level one is like all right, and then I, I think they got a little mm-hmm. bit better. But yeah, um, yeah. No, and I know I keep bringing up Bugs Life, but man, like the original songs they wrote in Bugs the Bugs Life game, I think are just awful and don't yeah. fit well at all. And I feel like these actually fit. They feel like jungle songs. They feel like they could have been a part, mm-hmm. you know, of the original yeah. soundtrack. And so I just think they, they fit the original source material material so much better. And I know that's something yeah. that we're constantly, you know, comparing against. And so mm-hmm. I think for this, I think they did a pretty, pretty great job with it. Uh, despite the, the rough middies at times. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yep, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and just for anyone listening, if you don't know what Bugs Life episode Clay's referencing, it is from uh, Strictly 64. Uh, him and Kay from Kay and Clay, our host, <laughs> um, they did a an episode on that. So not officially a Mouse Bites one as of now, but kind of fits in. <laughs> well, I feel like I've brought up Bugs Life on the show already. I think we so, have, but so. this could be someone's first. Fair enough. Know. Fair enough. But yeah, <laughs> um, I can't stop talking about that game for some reason. <laughs> I mean, it left a lasting impression. Clearly, so something. <laughs> Not in the right way, though. Right. Um, anything else with music, or are you ready to jump into sound real quick? Yeah, I mean, uh, Phil. I think I think we've covered it. Yeah, Phil Collins is awesome. Totally. Um, as far as the sound design goes, I will say that, uh, they needed more voice samples. It's, it's interesting. Um, they got real voice samples for, you know, sound effects and grunts and stuff from Tarzan. And then they had like full voice acting from Turk in the, uh, tutorial in the Mm -hmm. first level and then kind of bleeds into the second level. Um, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. But Tarzan's like when he jumps and and does stuff is very redundant. He has like two sound effects, both as young and old. Um, and then he does his, his, Oh, when he vine swings, which is cool. But again, redundant. If you've got two vines in a row, um, Clayton fruit sounds. Sorry. Yeah. Go Go ahead. Clayton has a lot of lines at the end. Um, yeah, I feel like that most of the voice acting is between him and, and Turk. Uh, they Mm kind of take the spotlight. Um, I guess, uh, Jane's got some lines in like the menus and stuff, but, Mm-hmm. Um, now typically with PlayStation, they usually have a lot more lines, got a lot more space for that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And, uh, usually N64 has less. Um, but I felt like they kind of actually had the same amount and I might be wrong, but it wasn't noticeably yeah. more. And so okay. for, I didn't check. No, that's fine. It, so I, I no, that's why I did it just yeah. so somebody could check, but totally, um, because usually it's like noticeably more and it's usually oh, really yeah. annoying but it seems like for the end, higher quality right yeah that definitely that um, but it seems like on the n64 they were able to keep most of it and didn't really have to lose any of it as far as i can tell um yeah minus the full um you know video you know sections or whatever and mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. we should probably talk about that now i guess because we're kind of at that point yeah. um totally yeah, so obviously in the uh, PlayStation version, you get, uh, I mean, literally when you boot it up it, on the PlayStation version, you, you jump right into, um, you know, it's basically like this trailer from the movie uh, with the actual Phil Collins song. Um, nice. Which, yeah. Honestly, it looks pretty darn good. It's a little darker and obviously it's a little pixelated, um, mm-hmm. but still, I mean, 
it's like right up there with i don't know i would say maybe like vhs quality but um yeah yeah and so it's got you know full chunks from the movie voice acting um whereas you you boot the n64 one up and it just kicks you to the the main title screen immediately so i don't know Mm -hmm. right off the bat like just watching this video you pretty much see a gist of the entire tarzan movie uh interesting and phil collins is just singing in your ear holes and so right (laughs) off the bat you're just stoked to play this game because you're like yeah that was so epic um which maybe hurts it or helps it i don't know um yeah to to have that and then to go to like the lower quality playstation graphics may have may have hurt it i don't know yeah and the midis um, but yeah, that's cool. I didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah. So. And then uh literally each level in between, uh you get a, a scene that kind of sets up the level. And so Okay. Um, yeah, that must be nice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty freaking cool. Unfortunately, N64 didn't get any of that. Um No. And as you play through the game, as you collect all the Tarzan letters, you unlock additional uh movie clips um okay. that aren't i guess part of the storyline or whatever um whereas in the n64 one you unlock uh what are they called um character screens um mm, yeah which story, story screens or something like yeah, that yeah it's just like super boring and not yeah not very cool not yeah story not screens you're right story screens um yep. so yeah so the last thing i wanted to say on on this that i thought was interesting is at the beginning uh, before the first level, they have the whole scene where Tarzan runs into Kerchak and then um, Turk shows up and uh, it's not Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which it's weird. I understand why it's not her in game because obviously they probably couldn't get her to do it or she didn't want to do it. Right. So apparently they then had to go and dub this voice actor th- in all of the scenes that Turk is in. Which yeah. is quite a bit. I mean, right before the elephant hair level, they do that whole yeah. thing. And, I mean, they, they lined it up pretty well, actually. I was kind of impressed. That's good. You, you couldn't really tell that it was, like, somebody else dubbing it. But it definitely mm-hmm. caught me off guard. Because I, I just assumed they would pull it straight from the movie. And right. you'd hear yeah. Rosie O'Donnell. And then when she got into the game, it would be, you know, the voice actor or whatever. Um, Interesting. But, no, yeah, they, they retrofitted that voice actor into it. Um, Clayton sounded in game like the actual actor so i wonder if that was actually him uh they got for the i would guess perhaps. most of them yeah i would guess most of them stayed the same because rosie o'donnell was like the big name tied to the movie right. other than phil collins but um and i'm sure she either had something in her contract about royalties or just didn't have the time to do the extra voice and they wanted it to match i, I yeah it's one it's or the one other. other yep totally um so you know it is what it is, and the N64 one obviously doesn't have that same problem, but definitely doesn't have Rosie O'Donnell in-game, like you were saying. Yes. So, um, you know, it works. Her voice, whoever whoever did do it, it's not terrible. No. I, I've heard far worse imitators in video games, so definitely, it, it works just fine. And it's not like she has a ton, a ton of speaking roles. She kind of just does the tutorial at the beginning, as far as I remember. But Yeah, I'm pretty sure, um, I'm pretty sure it's Tom Hanks' brother who does it, does the voice interesting i'm kidding do you not get the well the joke i i know that he does woody in all the video games okay. i thought i was like is he are they pitching him up i didn't know where you're going with that i was like i'm not gonna argue because i have no idea but <laughs> no it's a very was, girly new yorker sound no i was totally kidding it was maybe it's rosie yeah, so, o'donnell's sister 
famously Tom Hanks's brother does Woody's voice for all the merchandise and video games. Yes, I think it's just so Joe... that he can share <laughs> and the, the spotlight, the glory. Yeah. I think the voice actor is Josie O'Donnell, Josie. Yeah, so take that with you. Is interesting. Is so is it Rosie, Ro- Rosie's sister, Josie? Okay. No, it's not. I'm Are sorry. You... I'm still. I'm still messing with you. I, I can't have no tell idea if you're messing is. with me or not. I know. I know. I'm just... It's Josie O'Connell. What? O'Connell. A different last name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> somebody impersonates Rosie O'Donnell and does a decent job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's some jungle uh, sounds. There's some animal sounds. There's like some monkeys. Yeah. One thing animal. I noticed. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Okay. One thing I noticed in that waterfall level that. There was some decent sound design where as you approached a waterfall, it kind of like grew in ambient noise. Like it was just an added effect that I don't think was really necessary, but it like kind of was quiet as you approached it and then was roaring as you went over it. Um, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Uh, as far as the ambience goes. And it was pretty yeah, cool. no, that's cool. I, you, you love your water effects, so it's hard I to mention water and get everything. one past you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So true. Um, yeah. So, uh, what other sound designs are there? That, you know, there's just various video game sound effects for like bouncing off of things, and um, oh, I know, works. I know it one that's fits. pretty awful. Okay, um, tar- little Tarzan when he pounds on the ground and you just hold it down. Mm-hmm. Did you do that at all? I didn't. Oh, he just like screams bloody murder. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like you're like pounding his head into the ground. He's just like, blah, 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 blah. Um, that's terrifying. Yeah. I played <laughs> it and my roommate was like, dude, that is weird. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> he's pretty crazy. A little Tarzan, a little wild Tarzan. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, okay. other than that, uh, I think we kind of covered most of the voice acting and I, I didn't mind little Tarzan. I thought he was, his voice was kind of cute and mm-hmm. didn't really bother me. T- older Tarzan, was a bit quieter obviously in the movie so he didn't say as much right. but at least in my opinion but uh, yeah um so oh well but you're right they, yep. they probably could have done with more lines things did get a little repetitive. yeah especially for the little short things like that you know or it wasn't a full line of dialogue i i feel like they should have budgeted the space for that but oh well i mean who knows? They obviously were trying to fit within the N64 constrictions because I obviously that's the lowest common denominator among cartridge and disc space between PlayStation, Windows, and N64. So yeah, it's too bad. Um, yeah. So uh, from there, we can jump over into gameplay, uh, including difficulty and just other elements of gameplay. So um, I kind of touched on the controls earlier. That they they work well, especially the platforming ones. But they're, um, you know, you've got midair control where if you jump and kind of push the opposite direction, you can defy physics and do that. And the animation just kind of there's no transitional animation for that, so you just kind of jerk back and forth. But um, so what's your issue then? I don't get it. <laughs> it works fine. <laughs> it plays fine. Just looks weird. Um, yeah, it's you know there's. I don't know. It's not as finely tuned as maybe some other platformers. And, you know, you always compare to like Mario that has such a very refined momentum engine, I guess. And this one, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of momentum. It's kind of just, you control it and you, you move. 
but I don't know. I hate when that happens. Uh, Shut up. No, <laughs> I know what you mean though. Like if you like say you bounce on like the elephant's back, and you're trying yep. to stay on him, you like mm-hmm. when you cut back, you just like either overshoot. It's a little or, jerky. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I get that, but. It, um, it lacks the finesse, but it, it works well. It's adequate, I guess, is how I would say yeah. it is. You know what sucks is the uh, the vine-swinging mechanic. Yeah, I really don't like that. You can't, like, climb up and then swing from a higher place. And well, you can. Just, you just have to completely stop swinging, climb up, and then yeah, start again. But, yeah, it's okay, I couldn't even get it to start again when I was doing that, so that's interesting. I just was failing. You have to hit over twice in the same direction to get it to start, like, oh, over and over, see, which ever is not intuitive that. at all. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's some interesting gameplay problems um as far as it tackling multiple gameplay styles uh you know there's the seems to be a classic in disney games but running away from the camera from a stampede uh (laughs) or stampeding animal seems to be a staple and so like in the first one the elephant stampede you're just running away from that and it's very similar to the lion king or mickey mania Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was cool how you can kind of go up on the side and the camera would kind of pan sideways a little bit. And it, just little things that they didn't have to do that kind of added to it. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot of groundbreaking. I mean, you collect all the same things that you collect in the 2D levels, but just as they, you, you just have to knee jerk respond. Um, kind of like if you see something, you have to jump up and get it or have jumped early enough to get onto a log to jump up high enough to get it, things like that. So Mm-hmm. You know, you memorize it. Um, something as far as gameplay goes is if you do die, there's little butterflies that you activate throughout the levels, and those are like spawn points. Um, anything you've collected, you keep, which is great. Um, yes. Because you think of games like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. If you've collected something and you die and go back to the checkpoint, you have to collect it again. Um, so this one is forgiving in that regard, and I appreciate that. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess I didn't even realize that, but you're totally right. That's That's definitely a thing. And that's yeah, very welcome for sure. Totally. Uh, one thing I didn't like is kind of a tonal thing. And this is just, I think the designers not knowing what to do to make the game a game and, and relying too much on a formulaic approach is that you're literally Tarzan going around murdering little innocent like <laughs> kittens, literally lynx kittens or, or bobcat kittens. Yeah. Um, lemurs i mean you you straight up collect a uh like a spear or or a half spear if, as a kid right and you you literally murder these animals at other <laughs> points you throw fruit at them and they disappear and you could say well i just knocked them out but you know if you're up in the top of a tree and you knock a monkey out he's gonna fall and die <laughs> so i don't know i i didn't really like the idea of that like why are those the enemies but then it's like if you're a game designer what else could you put as an enemy right other than you know, tree branches swinging. Which well, is kind of some bad. of the bad guys were those baboons, and they were pretty evil. And yeah, uh, those ones were. That's true. But even in uh, even in the Little Mermaid from our last episode, they were even smart enough to make the fish evil, so that Ariel wasn't going around killing fish for no reason. You know, right? And even like then, Flounders she wasn't friends. really killing them. I think she was just bubbling them. Bubbling. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. You can literally shank and slice and dice little little animals and uh little monkeys and lemurs and kitten 
Wildcats. Yeah, I guess I never thought about it, but you're totally right. It's uh, yeah, it felt weird to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, whatever. And then there's like birds that attack you, and it's just you think of Tarzan as like he's the friend of the animals, and you know, you think of when he shows Jane the lovebird nest, and it's just like in general, other than the baboon scene in the movie, he was pretty friendly to most animals. Right. So, um, you know. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they probably could have tried to figure out. I feel like they could have done something. But Clayton could have oh controlled well. all the animals and made them evil. And Tarzan <laughs> could go. throw bubbles at them. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, the fruit the fruit throwing maybe would have been just the better thing to stick to. Yeah, get rid of the even, spear. Oh, I didn't even use it. Like, I barely yeah, even, I didn't either. I don't know why it was there. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was cool as a kid. Like, oh, this is cool. But, I, yeah, never used it. So. Um, so, speaking of gameplay elements, the fruits. I don't have the instruction manual. I know you said you picked up the PlayStation 1. Yes. Um, what do the different fruit colors mean? You collect them randomly, and then you have one, I think, that's just infinite. Correct. The yellow okay. fruit is your standard power, which is infinite. Yep. Tarzan has an unlimited supply of these to throw. And that's all it says. Uh, next okay. up is the purple fruit, which is the first level of increased power. This fruit has double the impact of the yellow fruit. Okay. So next up is the red fruit, which uh, second level of increased power. This fruit splits to hit multiple enemies. Ooh, splash damage. Yes, it's basically the shotgun of this game, I guess. Um, <laughs> Perfect. And then the blue is the last one, the most powerful. This fruit blasts all the enemies in the vicinity. Nice. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. So there's that. I never really switched between them. I was too lazy. And, uh, except for like on the bosses where I was struggling. Um, yeah, I didn't really focus on them a whole lot. I just kind of... Um, yeah, I just... Through the yellows or whatever, try to run yeah. past them. You um, you cycle through them with like the R triggers or R buttons, and I think they show on screen as you cycle, Correct. but then the icon disappears. Yeah, which is appreciated since they're already taking up so much real estate at the bottom. So that's in I think the upper left corner. Correct. When it happens, so so yeah, there's that element. Um, Beyond the platforming, just general platforming that comes with the 2D platforming levels and then the um, running away from the camera. There's also the surfer levels yes. um, where you're on a tree and you just kind of lean one way or the other or duck. Right. Um, and it's whatever. A little boring but, in my opinion. I feel like they could have done more with these. Yeah. With me, I remember as a kid when I first played this game, I thought these were the mm -hmm. coolest levels. I was like, yes. Yeah, I thought they would build the whole game around it as a kid. Like, I thought that's what the game would be. Right. Like, extreme sports in the trees. Because there was, like, on the Disney Channel, they had a whole interview mm -hmm. with Glenn Keane talking about how he animated those segments because his kid was into skateboarding. skateboarding. And yeah. I just felt like, oh, that would be perfect for a video game. And, you know, just... Yeah. So I was Tarzan's pro skater. <laughs> yeah. I was like super I remember loving it as a kid, but now when I went back, I was so stoked. I was like, this is gonna be awesome. And then I started playing it. I was like, ooh, this isn't very good. Um yeah. in fact in one of the later levels, um, you're carrying Jane and you're yep. getting chased by the baboons, and the camera angle is awful, dude. It is, yeah. You can't I thought see it was so cool to go from like the stampede from the bamboos and then you transition and Tarzan picks you up. And then all of a sudden you have this like really crappy view. Yeah, and they're coming at you and you have to like open the umbrella, but you can't yeah. see when they're coming. And so no. yeah, that was that was unfortunate. That could have been a really, really cool level. 
a uh, mm-hmm. bit of a missed opportunity if you ask me totally um but yeah i died on the vine levels a couple times but you kind of start to memorize it and then it's not terrible mm-hmm. exactly um yeah yeah i think it's worth mentioning there are, there's three difficulty levels um in this obviously you got your easy medium hard um and i think depending on which difficulty you beat it on you get a different ending each time um, okay which i don't know what all three of those are um but um yeah it's kind of cool that that's uh, there's some incentive there to play it on a higher difficulty i'm man enough to admit that i only played this on easy so <laughs> zero yep. shame here um that's what i typically do for this kind of run through just to try and experience it yeah no i think that's so that makes the most sense it's totally fine. Um, let's see, other gameplay elements, like I mentioned earlier, there's one level where you kind of get a little bit of free-roaming 3D. It's on the uh, on the deck of the ship, if you yes. remember from the movie, the ship that comes and is supposed to pick up Jane and her father and Clayton, but ends up bringing the bad, the bad guys. Uh, poachers, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So uh, at some point you're on there, and the men that are on there are the enemies, and that makes a little more sense t- in relation to the movie. Um, but you have a little bit of freedom in some places to 3D roam, and then occasionally you'll get yourself funneled into like a a rope or a corridor type thing around the edge of the ship, and um, that level which is back to the two and a half D. That level was such a disappointment, dude. Yeah. I thought it was lame, short, and just like uh, I just didn't. Yeah, it felt so forced. Like, mm-hmm. What are we? It was like, well, this is in the movie. We need to do it. Right. But what can we do? And then it's just small and yeah. Eh. Oh, well, aesthetically, at least it looked like the ship from the movie. Um, and then the the final level, kind of <laughs> another trope of, of these games, apparently, is a spiraling <laughs> tower to the top to fight a final boss, which we talked about in uh, Mickey Mania. Yes. And um, not from a Disney game, but from Battletoads. That's uh, right. So you run away from Clayton, and this is a really hard... I, didn't, I ended up having to watch this one. I tried playing it once and couldn't do it but um you have to time some jumps and some throws uh as animals come running down the spiral up a tree um i don't know did you did you play it or did you do yeah i played it i um okay. i kept beat it i did not i got to the top of it and then i would fight him and then he just kept killing me his patterns are hard yeah yeah and they're they're um, very quick and there's not a, yep there's barely any real pattern to it there's I no in, yeah there's i was gonna say there's no inconsistency there's there's no consistency he just right. randomly will switch between throwing knives shooting a shotgun and uh there's like another like knife like there's arrow thing. Thing. there's like a horizontal knife and then like a lob knife. right yeah that's it yeah yep so it's really hard to time it looks like I, like i said i didn't get to that myself but just watching it um yeah so eventually you beat him by knocking him back enough to where he falls off i guess which he doesn't have a health bar i guess you you fight the um <laughs> so stupid the leopard sabor yeah uh mid game in uh kind of a fight him go through platforming section fight him again yeah uh thing where you can see his health dwindling and all that and his his attack patterns are pretty lame yeah uh, so uh, it was a big spike in bosses to go from Sabor to Clayton, it looked like. Definitely. So. Um, yeah, the only thing annoying about Sab- Sabor is there's like a hawk that is apparently yeah, friends with him. Yeah, what the heck? They're like allies, mm-hmm. and every time... And he just goes back and forth, and you can't dodge right. And, <laughs> Ugh, that's so annoying. That, that's a cheap trick, in my opinion, because it's like you can't 
time how the it's going to line up with them going back and forth and it just you get stuck and have to take a forced hit I yeah. don't like that game design yeah so yeah i think i don't know i think that covers most of the gameplay elements um you can collect four little monkey drawings to unlock bonus levels and the bonus levels add in another level type which is the water float thing uh there's like a tarzan and a turk one yes right? and then there's one where you're Turk and you're on top of Tantor. Yeah, with the fake clothes or whatever. Right. Jane's clothes. And you're yeah. running from uh, Kerchak, <laughs> which is pretty great. Yep. Yeah. So some good variety with the bonus levels, which I almost feel like they just should have been regular levels as far as contributing to the plot. But some of them are in parallel. Um, for example, you know, Tarzan going, bringing Jane to the, to the flock. What do you call it? A herd? What do you call a group of gorillas? <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. Um, but yeah, so there's some of them go in parallel, so I understand why it's a bonus stage. Um, right. So anyway, uh, there's a good amount of them. Is there? Is it one to one? Is there a bonus stage for every level? Yeah, or pretty close to that. Yeah, I guess there is. Um, so doubles the length of the game, really. Yeah. So there's some good variety in there. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. there's stork ride, jungle cruise. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tree surfing, uh, Turk and Tantor's great escape jungle jumping um and then if you complete bonus levels is the same as completing levels except that you cannot save bonus levels um any tokens you collect will be added to the number of lives left collect the purple fruit to extend your time basically so okay so they're on a timer yeah um yeah it's a welcome little addition yeah i I thought it was kind of cool and it gives some variety disney's kind of known for having little bonus like I think a Lion yeah. King had some cool bonus levels. I feel like a lot of them do. Yeah. yeah. So Mickey Mania. Uh, I guess it was more on the, just the PlayStation version, wasn't it? That had the bonus. Right. Yeah. But, or the Genesis one did. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think the Genesis one did, and the Super Nintendo was like the most bare bones one, and that was the one I played. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. so, um, I think that covers gameplay for that point. Yeah. Uh, Blockbuster Brutal. Not really. I I wouldn't say. I'd say it's after the first level pretty even keel as far as just some really weird enemy placement like the frogs and monkeys and stuff where you just end up jumping into them on accident stupid frogs it's not it's really not brutally hard it's just learning it yeah and the worst your worst enemy is the lives right and and i still i feel like they're pretty generous with where they place you when you do die and like the checkpoints are pretty generous i would say agreed Um, yeah so yeah, not, not I wouldn't say b- blockbuster brutal at all, for sure. No. So, um, so yeah, from there we'll jump into the story, which I think we've kind of just covered throughout talking about it. You've got on the PlayStation, probably the Windows version, the uh, the story clips that help tie it together, and then you play a level that represents something from the game. Yeah. Um, the N sixty four one is much more reduced and and doesn't make as much sense. Like you go from a young Tarzan level to a grown Tarzan level, just like snap of a finger yeah i kind of wish they would have done a level where you're playing as young tarzan and then maybe go behind a tree or something that i mean if you think about the transition in the movies it's like he jumps into the air and then he spins and as he like literally transforms from a boy to a man right like they couldn't have probably done that on the n64 slash playstation but like have him go behind a tree and just swap out the character model or something I don't yeah know. um yeah because just to make that transition happen while playing son of man, which they have playing in the level. Um, right. The first level is a man. They don't have it playing in the levels of boy. So, well, which is too bad. The levels even literally called coming of age. Um, yeah. 
But then at the end, so it should have. Yeah, it sh- you, they should have done something because in the PlayStation version, you get that whole video montage at the end of it with, gotcha. you know, the song, and then it 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 shows that clip where he goes up in the air and comes down, you know, older or whatever. That's kind of weird because like you play that whole level as an adult, so then the clip plays afterwards. Uh, maybe it's before, or it. maybe it leads into it. Yeah. Either, okay, maybe if it's before it, that would make sense because you'd go from the last child level to the first. That's probably what man it is. Level. Yeah. That probably makes a lot more sense in context too. So, I mean, that's great in that regard. It's too bad they couldn't do that on the N64 or even just show that transition in like a series of three still images or something. Yeah, but a lot of N64 games did that where they would just totally. do Yeah, so. Yeah. Bummer. Super bummer. But otherwise, I mean, it stays very true to the source material. I mean, it. I don't think they took a whole lot of... Uh, what would you call it? Liberties. Liberties. Yeah. Yep. I think it's, you know, as far as extending a level or, or just making up him running through the jungle. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, and trashing the camp and stuff like that. But in general, it's just, they hit most of the beats from the movie and, and stick to it. Yep. No, I totally so. agree. It's uh way less confusing than the little mermaid storyline. So yeah, that one just was my, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I, I say from that we've kind of covered the whole game is there anything else you kind of wanted to go over um a couple little things um in trashing the camp you did you do get to play as turk which is kind of cool uh that's Mm -hmm. a nice little change of pace um she doesn't really have any or is it he i don't remember it's a she (laughs) she doesn't really have any different abilities that tarzan doesn't really have or does have so yeah that doesn't same move set yeah so i mean it's cool but it really doesn't feel that much different i liked the um i liked the monkey catapults in that level that was a new yeah. nice new mechanic yeah, yeah yeah that was that was pretty cool but um, not different it wasn't a different like move set it was just like you stood on a board and a monkey would be kind of in the dimension behind you and then it, as soon as you stood on the board it would jump and launch you which was really cool yeah um other than that, I think we kind of covered it all, yeah. That. Yeah, I think we did. So, closing thoughts? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, so, basically, I would say this is a, a fun multi-genre platformer game, mostly platforming. Um, uh, it's a product of its era. It's a little rough to look at at times, but not overall bad um i think it's it's great for what it is uh i I enjoyed it it's a little tough here and there and uh that's why like we said we played it on easy and didn't beat some levels and skip some levels personally i don't know about you if you were able to play every single level but um overall i'd recommend it i would say it's a it's a good movie tie-in it's not a bad game nice um yeah, this game has a, a special place in my heart. And, uh, in fact, I wanted to review this on my N64 show. And it just never found its place. And I was very upset and uh, kind of threw a little kitty fit. And uh, <laughs> Kay was nice enough to remind me that I have a Disney podcast. And I was like, cool, I'm just going to do it on there then. So Perfect. Um, here we are. And so I'm, I'm happy to finally be able to... Um, talk about this and uh, yeah and so I, I still love this game I think a lot of it mm-hmm. is just kind of in the nostalgia area yeah. uh, I have good memories with it uh, I, I still think it's a fun game I don't think it's aged as well as I remember it especially like those surfing levels 
Um, I think the front half of this game is a little bit better than the back half. Um, okay. But there's a lot more variety in the back half. So it's kind of like a win-lose kind of scenario thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think there's a lot more potential for the back half to be even better. Um, but I just think some of the things didn't translate well. Um, like there was one level when I was an adult. It's like the only one where you actually are following Tarzan from behind. I don't know if you, you saw that one. And I got to a part where I hit like this invisible wall and I did not know what to do. And there were these oh, yeah, bad guys just throwing barrels at me and I just kept mm -hmm. dying. And uh, finally it was just like, forget this level, dude, I'm moving on. Um, so, yeah. so there's a little frustrating parts here and there, but uh, I think this game has a lot of character. I think it's a, a good representation of the movie. Like you said, it's it's a good you know, uh, you know, movie to video game version. And uh, yeah, if you're a fan of the movie at all, uh, I recommend this game. I would definitely pick up the PlayStation version. And saying that hurts me because I love the N64 so much. <laughs> but yeah. having those movie clips just makes it mm -hmm. so much more of a better experience. And uh, the gameplay that we'll be showing in this uh, in this movie or on the YouTube version of this the episode yeah. will have both. I'm gonna play. I recorded some of the PlayStation and the N64, nice. so you get to see some of both. Um, but yeah, I would definitely, if you can, like I said, I spent five dollars and got it. And uh, yeah, just to have those those movie clips and, and hear some of the actual music from. The original soundtrack, I think, makes it just a much more enjoyable experience. Um, but it's also super cheap on the N64, so find it on there. It's still worth picking up. So I like this game. It has a, a good place in my heart. It's probably, it's not the most amazing game. And uh, I think I brought it down a, a few, you know, letter grades just playing it recently. Yeah. But uh, I still had a fun time with it. It wasn't uh, grueling. I think we've yet to play a awful, horrible game. And maybe, yeah. maybe we'll get to that eventually. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we will. But yeah, no, I, I still like this game and uh, I'm glad we got to discuss it here on the show. So thanks for uh, totally. thanks for, for doing this, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad we did this one. Uh, and something I meant to say at the top of the show that I didn't was that it was kind of some poetic justice that we did uh, the movie that released exactly 10 years after The Little Mermaid. Um, since nice. we did The Little Mermaid last week, last month. <laughs> yeah. Because um, that was the 89 movie. This is the 99 movie. So that means next month we're going to do The Princess and the Frog. No. Um, which apparently I had to look up. There's a Wii game. So what? <laughs> maybe down the road when we are desperate. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've decided yet on next, next month's Games, yeah, so just, uh, we kind of we kind of hit all of the you know main generations. I mean, we could move on to the GameCube, Xbox era next week, but or next month. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we probably won't do that. We might kind of move backwards again. But yeah, I think we might go back to side scroller. So in case you've been like following us and trying to figure out what pattern we're on, we don't really know, and uh, there is no pattern. So who knows what next month will be? But uh, hopefully, it'll be a good one. So yeah. But uh, in with that, we thank you all for joining us. As always, you can find out find our other sister shows on knclay.com. Uh, there's Strictly 64, uh, as well as is Switch Talk on there. Is that just the one that we contribute to? Uh, it is on there. It's like a sister show kind of okay. thing. Okay. Yep. Yep. As well as uh, the Logcast with Rare and Friends. So we've got a whole network of shows going at this point. We 
ask that you check them all out if you're interested. Uh, as far as this show goes, you can, uh, if you're watching it on YouTube, thank you. Give us a, a thumbs up and a subscription. That would be great. And if you're listening on iTunes, a five star and a review would be appreciated. We're also available on some other podcasting sites, really. Uh, any site that can pick up an RSS feed or uh, anything like that. So yep. with that, thank you for tuning in and you'll be in our hearts always. Oh, nice. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.